0: everybody and welcome to episode 297 of 40 going on 14 i am mike i am patrick i'm joel and i'm
1: josh and exploit the vulnerability and confusion of those with uh severe mental trauma to make them love you that's either the plot to overboard or the new mission statement for facebook
2: or our motto for Uki in college oh, i suppose that's true
1: or
3: the free candy manifesto?
2: What? I don't huh? Know.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like it. I know. I I I checked it out.
2: Verified. Oh so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you verified what I already knew,
0: Mister Kit Cylon expert. He's not a. Yeah. He's not an expert. He just knows what they sound like.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's that, it's that, you don't have to be an expert to know things.
0: If you like knowing things, you'd
1: probably find a few things out listening to the shows on the Podcast Collective, such as the Bad Parenting Podcast, I Am Salt Lake, the Empty Rant Podcast, Talk Music to Me, and of course, the Red Dead Radio Hour.
0: Or you could learn nothing and listen to us. (laughs) Yeah, or you can listen to our older stuff on uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and Podverse FM, Noon FM, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Find our older stuff and learn things. Or not. If you want to give us a call, you can give a call at 708 NowWrap. That's 708-669-9727. Do we have any? Nobody did that, I bet. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. So that's a maybe?
2: If I were a betting man. I would say no. And if I were a Tibetan man, I'd be like, brr, this is cold.
0: We don't have any voicemails. And it is about that time. It sure is. This week in music, movies, and TV. Sports! All right, so this week we are going with December 16th, 1987, which is the release of the original Overboard. And uh yeah. So <laughs>
2: Joel's uh, got a, Joel's got a little, little bit of a mouthful here in the, the music section.
0: Yeah, I like when I go bub
3: bub bub bub. So the number one song in the land was Faith by George Michael. That was a mouthful. Are you shaking your
2: butt?
1: Yeah, how'd you know? I freaking love that entire album.
2: Yeah, that is a great album. I can't believe he's gone.
1: Yeah. When
3: did could take boy George instead.
2: Right? Or Jim Belushi? <laughs> I'm still Didn't pushing for done. that one. Come on, Joel. Come on, Joel.
1: Are uh, you so trying just... to convince Joel to kill Jim Belushi?
2: No, Joel Osteen, oh. not Joel. Oh, uh, uh, our... okay, gotcha. <laughs> not Joel, our Joel. <laughs>
0: Joel's a sleeper cell?
2: <laughs> I've been working on Joel for five years at Gen Con every night, whispering in his ear
0: Kill Jim Belushi, kill Jim Belushi, <laughs> kill Jim Belushi. <laughs>
3: Had a weird opposite effect. I have an entire catalog on DVD and Blu ray. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: sprinting. he
2: reversed it head, Jim Belushi kills. Like, yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's so dumb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's somehow true. Uh, on December 16th, John Mellencamp performed two free shows in the small town of Chillicothe, Ohio after one fifth of the population signed a petition asking him to play.
1: Odd. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. It's like the if I get 500 likes on Twitter, I'll come do something
0: dumb. But back then, I like that. were yeah, four fifths of the population were like, "Fuck, <laughs> we wanted George Michael. <laughs> Pick a name, Johnny Cougar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Play. We I built like, this. I city. like my rock
2: stars with one name. Okay, I just like my rock stars with one name. That's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, like share.
2: No, I mean like they have one name, they stick. You know, they, from the beginning to the end, they stick to it. You know, ah, oh,
1: like yeah. Madonna
2: or or Jefferson Airplane,
3: Q-tip. Oh, wait, he's not rock. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Pat, or for Sis- this next
2: or Cisco, <laughs> Cisco, <laughs> <laughs> thong 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 thong. Yeah, this this is a mouthful, but this guy needed to be talked about. So oh, sorry.
3: Boy. That's all right. <clears throat> all right, so. Truman Virgil Pinky Tomlin was a singer, songwriter, bandleader, and actor of the 1930s and 40s. In addition to performing in occasional motion pictures, he wrote and published 22 songs, several of which were in the top 10 on the Hit Parade. He got his name Pinky early because, being a redhead, his fair skin sunburned easily. By age 16, Pinky was hired to play on a riverboat in St. Louis with Louis Armstrong's band. Tomlin came to national attention due to a song he had written for a college girlfriend, Joanne Alcorn, whom he had later married. The Object of My Affection became a number one hit for Greer's Coconut Grove Orchestra featuring Pinky Tomlin at vocals. Elephant's Jader? Good Lord, Chief oh, Jesus actress.
0: Christ. Elephant's Jader? I'm, I'm not even a no, of the he said Elephant's no, I Thorpe thought he said
2: Elephant Gator.
0: All right,
3: so Elephant's Gerald, who later became one of Tomlin's <laughs> lifelong friends, chose to perform The Object of My Affection, as one of the two songs she performed at the age of 17 when she competed in an amateur contest at the Apollo Theater in Harlem in November of 1934. Tomlin followed with a string of other hits, including What's the Reason I'm Not Pleasing You? and the acronym of the week,
1: WBY. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Tracy Lord's Bought White Boys Yeast. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: That did not end anywhere near what I thought it was going to end, and
0: <laughs> I was kind of gross. <laughs>
2: I mean, like, like—is it actual yeast or is that what you're calling the sperm? Because both ways, I'm kind of disturbed. But
3: it's like doc cheese.
2: Uh, oh <laughs> no, that was—I'm sorry—you were—you were not even close. That was the love bug will bite you. We were looking for the love bug will bite you. Anyway. Yeah. Bug.
3: All right, Hollywood beckoned, and Tomlin was featured in films for various studios, including Times Square Lady, King Solomon of Broadway, Don't Get Personal with Love and Kisses, Sing While You're Able, and Swing It, Professor. For more than two years, Pinky Tomlin and his orchestra played in theaters, nightclubs, and school proms across most of America on a whirlwind schedule prepared by the agency.
0: After those, the tour, one of those doesn't fit. <laughs> <or> the proms, <laughs> theaters, nightclubs, and school proms. <laughs> yeah,
3: as you will. After the tour, apart from a wartime stint with the USO, he confined his appearances to occasional motion pictures and television shows. After his decision to begin limiting his performances, Tomlin pursued his longtime interest in geology and founded the company Pinky Tomlin Oil Properties until he retired in 1984. During this time, he also had a television show called Music Is My Beat. Tomlin died from a heart attack in North Hollywood on December 12th and was absorbed.
0: Huh. That dude had a career. That guy was, yeah.
3: Let's that see. guy's a book waiting to be happened.
0: Happened. <laughs> <Written>? <laughs> wow. Happened. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Here don't, we go.
2: Don't worry, folks. He's a he, he's an ESL student. He's all <laughs> Is this the object of my affection? This is.
0: Kind of digging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, just a jaunty like the at this point. Yeah. Ooh, I like the clarinets there.
2: It calms down the stabbing voices.
0: Speak for yourself.
2: Ears <laughs> Yours are getting riled up.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's words. A lot of yeast in that song. All right, just like that, no, we're done.
2: Yeah, no, we need to hear some words. I want to hear words. Are there
0: words? I don't know if there are I words. I want to hear Pinky sing. If there are words, it's probably like... <laughs> I kind of
2: wanted to hear Pinky Tomlin sing. Okay, hang on,
0: hang on. I've, I've gone halfway through the song. Here we go. Oh,
2: and keep acting like a clown till she says she's mine. Now I'm not afraid that she'll leave me. No, because she's not that kind who takes a dare. That is almost exactly what I imagine Pinky Tomlin to sound like.
1: Yeah. I think Fallout oh, yeah. has forever ruined me for 30s music because I'm just pra- like imagining going across the wastes with a laser gun shooting yeah. at me. loading a pistol while <laughs> 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 and-
2: But I'm just saying, I had absolutely no idea what, what I thought he was going to sound like until I heard him singing.
0: I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it.
3: That's exactly what he sounded like uh, in my head.
0: Yeah, Thankfully, not as nasally as I was expecting it to be. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pinky Tomlin. Yep. And our third copyright strike. Oh.
3: <laughs> and finally, John Spence, founding member and original frontman of No Doubt, committed suicide on December 21st. God, I started that off way too excited. <laughs> not, knowing, not knowing where it was going.
1: Oh, rest in peace, dude. Sorry about that. Wow, I hadn't actually known that No Doubt went back into the late 80s.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. No doubt.
1: All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Eddie Murphy, Raw.
3: Not as good as Delirious, but still funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it at the time it came out, there's no question that it was bigger than Delirious. Like, it was an event. Dude, oh, he was no. a rock star at that point. Yeah. Now was I mean, it raw. was... Done,
2: it was unheard of to have a stand-up comedian be the number one movie. Him literally just doing comedy.
0: What was this the one or the previous one was Raw or Delirious one where he was wearing the Michael Jackson. That was Delirious. Raw was where he had the black suit and the black gloves on. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Delirious he had a red
1: suit on.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: This one was like black leathery kind of thing with gloves.
0: I will say between the two of them, probably Delirious is my favorite, but I won't turn them either of them away.
1: Yeah, agreed. All
0: right, uh, movies released this week included
1: the f- aforementioned Eddie Murphy Raw, Wall Street, Nuts, Throw Mama from the Train, Broadcast News, Moonstruck, and Batteries Not Included. That's a hell of a oh, and, week.
0: Yeah. How
2: oh, and you clumsy pip? Yeah, that's a good week.
0: <laughs> Wait, was Mama the janitor from The Simpsons? <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> he's he, saying. He's saying. You sound like groundskeeper Willie.
0: Yeah. It like groundskeeper Willie if he was a Cylon. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, you're clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't throw have mama, any friends. <laughs> the mama from the train, I think, was one of my one of my favorites.
2: Uh, the time. Owen doesn't have any friends. Whack!
0: You That's lied to many. me. No, you don't have a cousin, Owen. You don't have a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> or when he goes to talk to the mom and she sleeps with her eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> I see yeah, that movie. Oh, yeah, I'd love that to is see a very fun them. movie. I would love to see them remake this with like, uh um. Oh God, who Danny played it? and uh, Billy Crystal? How
2: about Vince, Va- Vince Vaughn, Vince and Charlie Day?
0: Ooh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Nah, I think Char- I think Charlie Day would be better. You sell so money. How about how about? Charlie Day and um, uh, who played Ant Man? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul, Paul Rudd and Charlie Day. You need somebody
3: be, that's a Paul Rudd's too nice of a guy. You need somebody that's a little bit more skeevy.
0: Well, Billy Crystal
2: was the nice guy in the first one.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody thought Billy Crystal was. That's why. That's why it was so cool. Is because Billy Crystal suddenly became this super mur- you know murder guy.
2: Well, he didn't want to do the you know the actual murder, which is why you know that's where the comedy came from. He
0: didn't want to reciprocate. Well, and a remake of a remake of a remake.
3: Well, who? Well, that's true. Who's playing uh, the Anne Ramsey part?
0: Anne Ramsey. They're just going to leave her
1: there. <laughs> uh, you um, guys and all your theories about throwing mama from the train. I'm over here with my fond memories of batteries not included.
2: <laughs> Kathy Bates is is the Anne Ramsey role.
3: Now go watch Cocoon. Not you, Pat. I'm talking to
1: Josh. Yeah, I know. I've seen them both. Like at the t- and you know what? In retrospect, as an adult, I will admit that Cocoon was a better movie. But as a kid, I preferred Batteries Not Included.
2: I've never seen Batteries Not Included.
1: It's it's
3: it's a fun little kids' flick. Yeah,
0: yeah it's fun. Broadcast News was amazing. Now but... I want to watch So Mama from the Train. Yeah,
1: God, I, I want to watch good. that whole week of movies. Right? Yeah. All right, uh, moving on, Robert Page, born John Arthur Page, was an actor, TV newscaster, political correspondent, and Hollywood leading man who made 65 films in his lifetime. He was the final permanent host of NBC's variety series, the Colgate Comedy Hour, for which he won an Emmy. He died of an aneurysm on December 21st.
0: Robert Page.
2: You've got a very plain, but but very leading man looking face. Jimmy's brother.
0: Yeah, he kind of looks, like, um, <laughs> looks like shit. Just like
2: He kind of looks like shit. You yeah. look like the piss. You look like the piss boy.
0: <laughs> he called the, the shit poop. Highway patrol, the flying g Yeah, he had some good stuff here. But anyway, so moving on very briefly to TV. Apparently, not a lot of stuff happened in TV. Man,
2: yeah, there was nothing in TV.
0: The top shows in the land were 1987 Cosby show, different world cheers and the golden girls. As it's you know, really blowing my mind how the golden girls have remained relevant all the way up to the point where Funko pop made a game with them. Laura bought it. I know. That's what I was like of all the games you're going to have. You're going to have Harry Potter and the golden girls and they sold out of both of them.
2: I still don't like the golden girls. I don't find them funny
0: never said they were funny i just said that they're sticking around
2: but i'm just Uh, saying i don't i don't get the whole obsession with the golden girls mm. i get the obsession with betty white i 100 get that
0: betty white was born and before sliced bread so now they have to say that the best thing since betty white i've seen that meme so moving on speaking of classics ending shows ending this week included dino saucers I don't remember this. It's kind of like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. It's like Transformers, except they're dinosaurs. Ooh. Yeah. The PTL Club. (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was like one of the the very first televangelist shows.
0: Oh! Oh. I thought it was like um, Harper... Harper Oh, Harper Valley PTA? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, other classics like Popeye and Son... My pet monster, ah, and pound puppies. Oh, so, yeah, I remember Popeye and Son, and I remember pound puppies, but
1: I don't, I vaguely remember my pet monster. Like, I remember what the monster looked like, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember a show, I don't remember any of these except PTO Club.
3: I remember huh. pound puppies.
1: You probably I remember, I, saw Popeye and Son,
2: possibly, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just a Popeye cartoon, basically. It, it was sort of like, you know, how they redid Scooby Doo every f- decade or so with a new name.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an '80s Popeye cartoon, keep, keeping the franchise license alive, kind of thing.
0: Kind of. There, I mean, there's some really weird voices in this one. Like Richard Erdman was one of the voices, and he's look, he's known for such classics as Stalag Seventeen and Tora Tora Tora,
3: because that's, that's a what the kids gonna step be like down.
0: I know, right, Scott? Holy crap, Scott Grimes,
3: and yeah. Jeff, Jeff Cohen was in it from the Goonies.
1: Yeah, and, and it's weird because, like, instead of being like a deformed person, like just about the rest of uh, the Popeye cast, like Popeye's kid was basically like generic '80s blonde surfer kid. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That's weird.
2: Yeah,
3: this doesn't look
2: right.
1: Like, he, he does not look like his parents at all. Looks like he's from a di- entirely different cartoon.
3: Maybe
0: uh, Olive Oil was uh, spending some time with him. Yeah. That's just strange. All right, man, that's TV. That would mean it's up to me, isn't it? It is. Yep.
2: Sports. December 11th was the test debut of Carl Hooper at West Indies versus India at Bombay. He was a right-handed batsman, an off-spin bowler, and a strong slip fielder, usually at second slip. Hooper, I don't know. He represented the West Indies over a 15-year international career. Hooper's highest innings score of 233 was made during a test match against India in 2002 at Borda, Guyana. He made 5,762 runs in his test cricket. kick. Eh, damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shut up. You did that like eight times. I've only done it once. He made 5,762 runs in his test cricket career and is the only the second player to have scored a century against all 18 country teams. That's actually pretty cool. Hooper holds the accolade of being the first cricketer in the world to have scored 5,000 runs, taken 100 wickets, held 100 catches, and received 100 caps in both ODIs and tests, a feat only matched since by Jacques Callas. Yes, that Jacques Callas. Oh. Ooh! Yeah, he's no Imran Khan though. No. In his autobiography, Steve Waugh writes that quickness of feet and sweet yet brutally efficient stroke play were Hooper's trademarks. He was routinely prematurely dismissed, however, after losses in concentration. That's Carl Hooper.
3: It's an odd thing to have happen. What am I doing again? <laughs>
2: yeah. I think losses in concentration is a nice way of saying he was a fuck up.
3: Oh, Cricket. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Hooper's Hoot. <laughs> what the hell
2: was that? I don't even know what that means. I, but know, I me don't bad. know what that was, but it was kind of funny.
0: <laughs> you
3: guys don't remember Hooper's Hoot?
0: <laughs> Obviously not. Oh,
2: God. Is, is, is that what the guy at the bike shop made you drink before he touched you?
1: Oh. Wait, we didn't do the Hooper's Hoot show? No, I'm going oh. to be lost.
2: <laughs> It's the Mandela effect. Josh thinks we've done every show possible, even the Hooper's Hooch show.
0: Wait, Hooper's Hooch is an Elko pop that was most popular during the n- mid 90s. The name of Hooper's refers to William Hooper, inventor of the hot water water bottle and manufacturer of lemonade in the 1840s. What?
3: If you play the commercial, that's the way the commercial goes. Hooper's
0: Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Here we go. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is bo- okay uh, <coughs> ready
2: is that a porn we're finally doing the porn show
0: <laughs> this is the hooper's hooch commercial boots and pants
2: and boots and pants yeah
0: the guy just broke a l- urinal. What are you talking about, Joel? This doesn't go woo 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 at all in here.
2: <laughs> are you watching the
0: Cylon version? I might be, man. I gotta. No, the Cylon version does go woo woo. I have to note, put this in the notes now. Hooper's Hooch.
3: Who got the Hooch?
2: All right, do I have your permission to move on to the next bullet point, Joel? Or do you want to talk some more about Hooper's Hooch?
3: You can do whatever you want.
1: What about about this?
0: (laughs) none of these commercials have that in it whatsoever. Wait, here's another one. Hooper's Hooch advert. Nothing. I'm I'm bringing Hooper's Hooch back absolutely none of these commercials have anything to do with... Woo-doo, 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 woo-doo. How much advertising are we giving to Hooper's Hooch?
3: Are they even, They're they not even around. I was going to say, does it even exist anymore? I
1: mean, is the Red Dead Radio around? I'm not. <laughs> I
2: mean, we, we, we could be advertising this to, on the left field sports lounge right now. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. On December 12th, Oklahoma's basketball team set an NCAA record of 33 steals versus Centenary with Mookie Blaylock leading the way with an NCAA record 13 steals in a single game. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. And lastly, this is just a fun fact. In a game between the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues on December 19th, an NHL record was set for the least time between two goals. The Blues were up 6-4 when Ken Linseman closed the gap to 6-5 with 10 seconds left in the game. On the following face off at center ice, the Bruins had pulled the goaltender for an extra skater. When the puck was dropped, Doug Gilmore smacked it directly at the empty net, which took two seconds to get there. Ooh. Final score seven to five.
0: Yeah. Let's pull the goaltender. There's no way they can make it in ten seconds. <laughs> but then again.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well that's the end of the tweet.
0: Alright, take us out, keyboard Joel. No na 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 na. Yeah, all right. So overboard.
2: Those exits keep getting runnier and runnier. Yeah, tidlier sex
0: tape. <laughs> <laughs> all right, overboard. 1987. A cruel but beautiful heiress mocks and cheats a hired carpenter. When she gets amnesia after an accident, he decides to introduce her to her regular life to his regular life by convincing her that they're husband and wife, or otherwise known as gaslighting. The musical. I <laughs> don't. It, it
3: could have potentially been a little rapey. It it wasn't, but it could have.
2: Oh, yeah. I yeah. Was it though? I, I wasn't horribly horribly mortified by most of it until they actually did have the sex and I was like, "Okay, maybe maybe he went a little too far." But I mean, you know, it's not to say that the emotional trauma wasn't bad as it were on its own.
0: Yeah. So this but. is directed by Gary Marshall. Known for such things as Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, The Princess Diaries. Um, God, what else does he do? He is
2: he has made been producer or writer on many many many.
0: He's got at least sixty bridge. credits on producer yeah. and director. Um, and, all,
2: and he and he bats about probably seventy five percent for quality.
0: Yeah. Is the twenty five percent
1: all consisting of emotionally coercive rape? <laughs> Just
0: mostly, I'm just, just saying. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's not not topical. I mean, come on,
0: (laughs) Jesus. All right, so this (laughs) is written by one Leslie Dixon, who wrote Gone Girl, or I'm sorry, produced Gone Girl, wrote Freaky Friday, and uh, also wrote what else? The screenplay for Hairspray, The Thomas Crown Affair, Mrs. Doubtfire. Look who's talking now.
2: That is a strange career.
0: Outrageous it's fortune. Oh man, we got is that what I'm thinking? No, that's not what I'm thinking. It is what you're thinking. No. Out- outrageous fortune is Shelley Long and Bet Midler. What's the one with the one from around the sun with dane DeVito in it where they're uh kidnapping somebody?
2: Oh, um 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 Ruthless People.
0: Oh yeah, Ruthless People. We gotta do
2: yeah. that. Judge Reinhold.
0: Yeah, I love that movie. take a banana's um, tailpipe.
2: Bette Midler. Yeah,
3: stick Bette Midler in his tailpipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't either. lucky <laughs> it's funny. That's part of the joy
2: of it is not knowing exactly what the hell it means.
0: <laughs> All right. So this is starring Goldie Hawn as Joanna and Annie, depending on, you know, which side you're looking at. Uh, also a Kurt Russell as Dean Prophet. Uh, her and Kurt Russell—they've been together since the dawn right. of time. Uh, eighty-three.
2: They are one of the original like Hollywood successful pairing love stories.
0: Yeah, they have like, one.
2: Pa- like kid. Paul Newman and Joanna Woodward.
0: They have two oh. kids. Oh well, she's got kids. She's got kids before, but this yeah. is. Uh, yeah, he—they have two kids. One of which, actually, I just watched him in a movie he made uh, of that movie Overlord. That came That's out. the same guy from The Lodge and. Black Mirror and Oliver. Um, yeah, everybody wants some um, twenty-two jump street. okay. I know I actually know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we so talked qu-
2: about him in one of the tweez once. We may have. No, we did for sure.
0: Well, I believe you. Uh also Edward Herman, at ed- I personally think his best as Grant Staten the Third. Uh, if you don't know him, you go see Lost Boys, where he plays Max. Yeah. Uh, also plays FDR in the original Annie. Uh, he does voices in American Dad, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, where else has he been? This he's all over the place. This is like a—it's like Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, and every character actor from the '80s that you can think of. With this one, so Catherine Hem- Helmond, Mona. And... <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: She played Mona on um, Who's the Boss?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was Who's also in soap. Oh yeah, Jessica Tate.
2: Oh yep. man.
0: that's a show that needs remaking. I wish yeah, because I would love to be able to talk about that. That show was groundbreaking. Speaking of belly crystal. Right. Yeah. So also uh she was in Who's the Boss Mona was also in uh Brazil. One of my favorite uh terrific movies. <clears throat> favorite? Favorite. Yes. Favorite. Mike had like in
2: there's like infamous. <laughs> favorite i mean like most favorite.
0: favorites oh damn it uh <laughs> no. mike haggerty as yeah that guy from Bad billy pratt bad billy pratt uh he is on brooklyn 99 he is in the goldbergs now uh mob city he's also been in wayne's world so i married an axe murderer and friends. inspector gadget and friends i yeah. yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Like you say, he's he's oh yeah, that guy. He's got a hundred and ten credits to his name. So yeah, if you don't recognize him, uh, Roddy he's, McDowell. He's got
2: great timing. I mean, he's he's great at what he does. Yeah, Cornelius. he oh, he's very
0: funny. Yeah, Cornelius, and you know, see what's funny is you think Cornelius, I think Pe- uh, Peter Vincent.
2: I knew you were going to say that. I really did. Yeah. Because I oh. know you love Fright Night.
0: Yeah, Fright Night's a great movie. Uh, but. Uh, strangely enough, not even strangely, but uh, Roddy McDowell was one of the uh, executive producers on this movie. Huh? Yeah, oh,
2: that explains why he let himself be cast as a butler. I was Nothing wondering like why, he, why he would take. I was wondering why he would take that
1: role, dude. If you're having to wonder why he would take a role, you clearly don't know his career. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in some crap.
3: He was the Steve Buscemi
1: of the time. <laughs>
2: I guess I'm not that familiar with him, though.
1: Star Hunter? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) All right, I'll I'll plead ignorance on this one then. Yeah, (laughs) I was
1: like, yeah, he he has not been known for, like, going over his scripts with a fine-tooth comb to make sure there's anything (laughs) involving quality. He's like the anti-Harrison Ford.
3: (laughs) He's like, is there a paycheck?
1: (laughs) Yes,
0: I'm in. Yeah, pretty much.
2: What's my motivation to get paid?
0: Money. Um, but yeah, so he's one of the producers, Jared Rushton, uh, as the only kid who went on to go do something else. And that was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
3: Oh, there you go. It's not yeah. a bad fellow.
0: And, and Billy from, uh, Big. He was one of the bullies chasing down, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, most recently he has done something in 2000. Oh, wow. yeah. Cover me based on the true life of an FBI family. So. Yeah, he uh, kind of faded away right after uh, the 2000s and leaving us with the other boys. Jeffrey Wiseman is Joey.
1: Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Whoa.
0: And and the thing is, they didn't have the rest of the kids. They did some stuff and it was actually pretty good. Uh, he the kid who played Joey was also in Home Alone and The Babe, uh, the John Goodman uh, baseball. Oh, folk. yeah. Yeah. And um. There Was also Brian Price, which was was this the was Travis? Which one was the which one was the uh, the Pee Wee Herman kid? Travis. Travis. Okay, I hated that kid. uh. Aww. I love uh, that kid. Well, from this he went on to do Shadow Warriors with no one else, and The Nut House with Tracy Lords. I like when he goes.
3: Burp, 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 burp.
0: In 1992. Ba-ba. That's anyway. How much older would he have been? He would only been like what, like 15 after that? The movie with Tracy. Well, I suppose with Tracy Lord. Oh, name.
3: wait. No, Travis was a different kid. Sorry. Uh, Travis. Uh, he was the one Travis that had was the, the oldest.
2: Thing. Travis was the oldest one, I think. Okay. Travis was the oldest. He was? Yeah, that's the one she kept calling Roy.
0: Oh. All right. Now, ready for this one? Jamie Wilde, who played Greg is known for also playing the Dollmaker in Gilbert, Scandal Sheet, of the TV movie, and as soon recent as 2017, WGN Chicago Morning News, where he plays himself. He is a news anchor on WGN now in Chicago. Huh. How crazy pants is that? Oh, good boy. Jamie
2: yeah. Wilde? Hmm. Yeah. Well, with a name like that. He was kind of destined for greatness.
0: True. Also uncredited, Hector Elizondo. <laughs> I could have sworn that was him during that whole scene. <laughs> I like to sing also. <laughs> I was like, this
2: guy looks just like Hector Elizondo.
0: Yeah. And uh, Sven Thorson as Olaf. The uh, only reason I put him in there was just for you, Pat, because he's been running man. He was yeah, a gladiator.
2: Sven is... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's longtime stunt double.
0: Okay, and he's in something recently called "Ronald the Barbarian."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got nothing for that. I love the Running Man.
2: In Running in the Running Man, he played uh, Richard Dawkins' um, bodyguard.
3: Yeah, I have a weird, just like I, I love that movie.
0: I don't know why, but I just love movies. It's
2: it's great movie,
0: a great movie to love. I mean, it's it's super cheesy, but it's it's another one of those that's super cheesy movies. But it's all in.
2: It's like it's like the only movie that is like over the top with satire that um that I actually appreciate. It's, and I'll, I will admit I'm biased because it's an Arnold movie. It helps.
3: It's one that I watch almost every year. I don't know.
1: It also know. fits in that neat category of where the movie and the book are completely different, but they're both really good. Yeah, like I remember. They, yeah, they have very little to do with one another.
2: Yeah, I remember reading the book in camp uh, one 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 summer. And then going to see the movie later when it got released, I was like, yeah, that did, had nothing in common with the book.
1: Well, that
3: may be why I like it, too, is because I, that's actually one of the few Stephen King books I have read.
2: Ah. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: awesome. I read
2: it before knowing that Richard Bachman was Stephen King. That's how long ago I read that.
1: Wow. So so how did you uh, come across a Richard Bachman book, like before the reveal? Because I only discovered the Bachman stuff after after he said who he was.
2: It was it was a book that I had uh, found in a secondhand bookstore where I went for pretty much all my books um it it was literally just a random book that I picked out and like it wasn't until you know I the movie came out that I realized holy shit Richard Bachman and I, you know and I, I was like who the hell is this Richard Bachman and I looked him up and by that time he had been exposed hmm. so it was literally just a matter of chance there was no there was no no intention behind it or anything which is because I read books voraciously back then I, I mean I was a, it, that those years when I was a camp counselor. You know, I would I'd read a, like a a book a night just to the about it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, re- reading about the the guy's guts hanging out and catching on the pilot's jaw and shit. Yeah, you know, to the little twelve year olds. No, no, no. But yeah, I had like luggage. That, you know, ha- had all the books in it and everything.
0: One nice. Big, yeah. So trivia. <clears throat> As of 2014, this is the third and last of three movies that real life couple Goldie Hawn and Kerr Russell appeared in together as co-stars. The earlier collaborations were Swing Shift from 1984 and the one and only genuine original family band from 1968. That's mm-hmm. kind of wacky.
1: See what's weird is I could have sworn I saw a bunch of movies with the two of them together, but
0: this is literally only the three of those that you mentioned that I ever saw. Yeah, and swing shift is not what I thought it was because I could have swung. What was the night shift? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, too.
2: Yeah. Hold on, Chuck. I'm coming for you.
0: I'm on the night shift. (laughs) It's edible paper. (laughs) Uh, Looking back on the film, Gary Marshall thinks that it's still one of the funniest pictures I ever made. Uh, And the filmmakers did not dress up the bowling alley. Even Uh, the sign on the television is a real thing.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Going back to that last one, I think you're wrong, Gary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it's, over. Spoiler. It, yeah. We'll get to that. Well, Dean Prophet's old Dodge pickup was later used in another movie, which was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It was the uh, pickup that was tailgating him at the beginning of the movie.
2: Oh.
3: Was yeah. it
0: Dean driving? Yes, it was Dean driving.
3: Oh. Cameo. Be an interesting
0: twist. If they were in the same universe. Yeah, because that universe crossover that everybody's looking here for. Lampoon and Overboard.
2: I'd watch it. We all know this.
0: I've seen this, some of the stuff you've watched. Uh, also, some of the scenes of the character Joey Prophet talking in Pee-wee Herman's voice. Ready for it? Those were improvised. That Go on. was Not part of the original script.
2: What a precocious little twist. Oh, uh-huh. I like that. That makes me happy.
0: Well, he's not going to stop doing it, so we might as well just let him.
2: Great casting. Fire that woman.
1: (laughs) Someone shoot the dog.
0: All right.
3: I like when he goes,
0: (laughs) is this the first viewing for any of us? No.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe my first viewing this year, but not ever. Really? What? No, I'm just saying. I love this movie. I, I unabashedly love this movie.
0: Now, here's the thing. You put Kurt Russell in pretty much anything, and I will watch it. I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. Agreed. This probably is my least favorite Kurt Russell movie, and he's done some real shit. Oh, that
3: makes my heart hurt.
2: This is one of my mother's favorite movies, actually.
0: I love your mother. <laughs> Joel made it weird, um, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. The thing is about this movie is that there is nobody nice in this movie. She's not nice. He's not nice. The friends aren't nice. The kids are a bunch of jackasses. You know, everybody's in on this scheme to basically kidnap and enslave this woman. And I don't think it would end like it did in the movie in real life. I think that would be different.
2: Oh, yeah. You don't think the woman would develop Stockholm Syndrome and fall in love with her captor?
0: Yeah. You don't think the the husband would show up in the limo with at least six cops along with him? (laughs) Right. You don't think any of that would have happened? Really?
3: He was trying to cover his own ass, though, for not coming to get
2: her. But you don't don't think he would have been led away in cuffs being a poor dude in the middle of nowhere versus a rich guy who is coming back to get his wife?
0: It was the 80s
2: he wants to cover his own ass he would he would definitely p- file some charges
0: oh yeah well that's and that's the thing is like he's even the husband who's it not should have been like oh i'm trying to find my wife i mean he goes running around with tofuti um which <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I did laugh at the scene where he's sitting in the bedroom with a giant conch shell going, tofuti. (laughs) tofu, where are you, tofuti? (laughs) And then he goes totally haywire after that. I I am a god.
3: Maybe they all started out kind of with not the best people, but once they came together, they made themselves better by being a a family unit. They made you know the the relationship with the people on the ship better, and everything I mean it they realized what they were doing before was not the
0: way to right way to be so but, well, but 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 that the, the repairing of that is not kidnapping well no it's a, it's a you know case what, of, the, what the hell is up with hospitals back in these days? Ah, he's a nice guy, and he obviously likes you. You should go with him. It was a small town,
2: <laughs> well, she was kind of a bitch, and they wanted to get rid of her, I yeah.
0: But I'm just like I'm not saying that that uh, wasn't
2: like you know some serious you know lawsuit you know
0: territory even or the or the cop. Yeah, I suppose we should have some sort of proof.
3: And they, <laughs> he, you know, he provided not reasonable proof, but he provided something that not many people would know.
2: And nobody I, else was going to be coming for her, so
3: right, get her off their hands. See, that just told you how terrible of a person she was. That they would rather her go with some random stranger than to find some sort of you know valid proof that they were married in a couple and everything yeah. else they just went with oh okay well birthmark is a proof of life yeah
0: <laughs> I will say I saw a lot more of Goldie Hawn in this movie than I was expecting to. Uh, it was not unpleasant you see wildcats. Did you uh, hear, right? yeah. Oh did you hear the kid at the end when they when, <laughs> yeah. when they give him the give her the washing machine. She may not have tits but at least she's got a nice
1: ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What the... did you
1: just say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were there were okay. All in all, I sat I sat stone faced at this movie. There were a couple times where I actually did laugh out loud. That the Tofuri, and um, oh collaborating with the enemy—that's mutiny. You know him going off off the rails and the guy in the uh, the mental institution that was eating the checkers. <laughs> he was pretty funny.
2: You just go back to your checkers.
0: Yeah. Go back to eating your checkers, but I mean, I could not. uh, This would be like headline news, and everybody would go to jail or to foster homes after this.
3: But that's—I mean—that's the premise of a lot of romantic comedies, though. I mean, you look at something like um,
2: "Can't Buy Me Love."
3: Sure, uh, "Untamed Heart."
2: I don't know.
3: There's some, yeah, that's a great example of something that in current day and age being revisited, people have pointed out something that, you know, was probably obvious to us, but we ignored because it was a different time. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the themes and things that happen in these types of movies are not exactly go pathetic, but they don't want to ruin the movie.
2: I mean, a lot of the things about sitcom and movie trope premises is Uncomfortable situations and awkward situations and all that kind of stuff that could be excused with, you know, just a, a simple conversation. But the the thing is, the bar has swung on what you can create as a contrived situation for your comedy. Like, I mean, everybody knows that you know, in real life, you know, the, you know, no one is going to kidnap someone and be like, "You're my wife and you're my slave now." That's not a realistic type of situation. Well, and it I mean, doesn't talk- exactly
3: work like it does in the movie. Yeah, either.
2: exactly. There's all kinds of things that are just fantastical and over the top about this. But the contrived situation that was once upon a time not considered, um, it, 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 you know, it being non-PC wasn't a big deal. And now, it, you know, everybody's like, well, maybe even though we know it's over the top fantasy, maybe we still shouldn't joke about, you know, kidnapping someone and, you
0: know. Convincing emotionally- them that you've been married for 13 years.
2: Yeah, maybe we shouldn't joke about that.
1: But I I think that uh, Joel talks about how the movie, the people start in one place. And I agree with you guys that say that they're all kind of horrible, unlikable people. And sure, by the end, everyone has grown and changed. But the movie succeeds or fails for you based on the answer to the question is like, did it earn the character changes? And for Joel, it sounds like the answer is yes. And I think for the rest of us, the answer to that question is no, it didn't earn any of that. It's just stuff happened because the script said it was going to.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and you were talking about the the old trope of, you know, you don't have a situation comedy without a, a misunderstanding that people a don't resolve. A in
2: a, yeah, exactly.
3: With a single, you know, conversation. But, that, that you know, Seinfeld was on the air how long? And that was the entire premise of each episode.
0: Yeah, but they weren't kidnapping or like this, and the, and and the
2: jokes weren't written around you know just fish out of water type situations. They were you know deeper jokes than you know.
3: Well, yeah, I'm not comparing them. I just was throwing that in there because I thought that was funny. that you i gonna say it.
1: Got you. you.
3: And he doesn't exactly kidnap her. I mean, she she goes with him. She didn't have to,
0: but she kind of felt like she did. Sorta. He knew that she had a. Uh birthmark on her ass and yeah I mean he was just trying to get
3: his money back because he felt slighted because she didn't pay him and he, he had no intention of doing anything inappropriate he had her sleep on the couch had all this other stuff to keep them separate so there wasn't anything you know revenge of the nerdy in it but as the yes, relationship but before he started
2: trying to turn anything emotional or romantic he should have come forth with the truth
3: true but then you would the movie would have ended you know yeah. Five minutes
2: earlier or whatever. Or it just would have been a more uh a, a less uh sitcomy and more realistic ending where she's just like, you know, decides, oh, I just you know, when he comes for her, she has to choose and she knows she has to choose instead of Plus, her going going away and then suddenly being like, No, I don't want this life, I want to go back to him and
1: Yeah. Plus we all get forty five minutes less of overboard, so there's <laughs> that. Yeah. Which would have sucked. This I've movie done. was two hours long. Worth every second.
2: I don't think this was a two hour story. I don't think it needed two hours to tell.
0: It didn't need ninety minutes. This could've been an hour long T V movie.
2: This could have been eighty one minutes.
0: I'm mad we're still talking about it.
2: <laughs>
3: I stand by my original statement.
2: I don't hate this
1: movie. I am not flip flopping.
2: I don't hate this movie, but I definitely don't like it. I pretty much this is a movie that I pretty much I nothing. And I think I, it's a I think it's a dumb premise. I don't think it, you know.
0: The thing is, is looking at this movie and looking at Kurt Russell and all the movies he's done and looking at her and all the movies she's done, they the sum of the parts is not right in this. I mean, I... Goldie Hawn, who who remember remember? Um, no, that all those movies that she do with Charles Grodin. Oh, yeah. You know, those old death becomes her. I uh, got so many bird on foul. a wall.
2: Also, did foul play.
0: Oh, foul play. Yeah, the ones that she did with uh, Chevy Chase. I mean, um, God, that was uh, foul play. Or oh, the was Steve good. Steve Martin
2: house sitters, I think is what it was.
0: Oh, house yeah. Sitter. I mean, she has, she has so many. She's got chops. Yeah. Uh, she can do funny. I mean, the out-of-towners, that's another one. Um, and Kurt Russell, I mean, she, his God, he plays. He's probably the best Santa Claus I've seen in a long time.
3: I agree. But you're going to say this is better than Escape from L.A.? No, no, I don't
0: think anybody was saying that. Uh,
3: you, uh, you guys were talking about how his, his worst movie he's made. I believe Mike said that specifically.
1: Well, wait, wait, wait. No, you, no, you just asked a different question. Uh, this is be- uh, this is worse than Escape from LA. You just asked if we were going to say this is better than Escape from LA. No. See, I'm yeah. uh, what I'm saying
0: is, is that Kurt Russell has yeah. so. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell individually have so much more talent than this movie allows them to have.
2: Well, if you just take their individual performances, they were good.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, Goldie I,
2: Hawn, you know, was perfect when, you know, during the meltdowns and everything, when she was cleaning everything and, and sleeping in the, I mean.
0: I love I mean, her rants.
2: Yeah. I mean, her performance was, was great and Kurt Russell's performance was great. It just the script was not, you know, horribly strong. Yeah. It was a, it was a little too contrived.
0: Uh, agree yeah. to
3: disagree. When in Rome.
0: That's not how that goes. That's well, not a f- When in Rome. <laughs> Patrick understand. All right. So, I'm thinking Josh really wants to go get a drink or something. Uh and I think we should be done with talking about this. Sound like a break time for you guys? Yeah, I'm good with it. All right. Cool. We'll be back in a little bit and uh We will talk about Overboard 2018. All right, because you know what a kind of rapey comedy from the 80s needs? A remake. And uh, in 2018, they said, hey, Anna Ferris what you doing? Come Divorcing
3: over here. Divorcing Chris Pratt.
0: Ah, Now you made me sad. That is what happened. It yeah, happened. Now, but, now well. he's with
3: Catherine Schwarzenegger.
0: All right, she, he definitely traded up.
1: Yeah, Katherine <laughs> Schwarzenegger never did Overboard. <laughs> 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 hey, she did Chris Pratt though. Oh,
3: <laughs> I see. Wow,
0: oh, look at that.
2: That was a sex joke.
3: Can I your Sex tape.
0: Oh, oh. 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 <laughs> <All right. Lu-lu-lu-lu-lu-lu. laughs> Directed by Rob Greenberg. Uh, who has done such things as the producer on How I Met Your Mother, uh, wrote producer on Frasier,
2: <laughs> the
0: writer of uh Eddie Murphy movie called Meet Dave.
2: Oh. oh, yeah, that movie was not real hot.
0: Yeah, I've never... I...
2: Wasn't but, it like uh, he was a robot or something?
3: Yes. Maybe, yeah, there, There's that meme of the giant Eddie Murphy head on the back of the that was uh, movie. If you look it up.
0: Huh.
2: Her. Yeah,
3: not a great
0: movie. He but overboard taxi twenty two impastor? What? what? The hell is that? It's a TV series.
2: That's someone who fakes being a pastor?
0: Yeah, Impa- Buddy Bob a slacker on the run from a loan shark steals a man's identity and ends up posing as a small town's new gay pastor. Well, oh,
1: huh. yeah. what an inconspicuous disguise.
0: I know, right? Uh, he's well, I bless you.
1: <laughs>
3: That's what I was just going to say, Pat. Literally, <laughs> what I was just going to say.
0: Uh, he did the TV movie of Hitched? What? <laughs> no, because, you know, it needed oh, a no. TV series. I, I, so, and there's something called Mike Berbiglia's Burb, Secret Public Journal.
2: Mike Birbiglia is a wonderful stand-up comic.
0: Okay, well, he did that. Uh, is written by Bob Fisher and uh, the aforementioned Rob Greenberg, along with assistance by Leslie Dixon. Uh, again, this is by the writers of uh, Wedding Crashers and We Are the Millers, which I think We Are the Millers is a very underrated comedy.
2: That movie is really funny. Much uh, funnier than it should have been.
0: I
3: watched that movie because of your guys' recommendation. Were you? Were we wrong? No, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. No. it
0: was funny. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Bob Fisher. Again, some of the parts. This is a guy who wrote <clears throat> multiple episodes of Married with Children. <clears throat> you know, traffic like uh what is Traffic Light? I don't even know what that is. Wedding Crash. Oh,
2: wow. I need to rewatch that show as a as an adult. I didn't yeah. appreciate it as a teenager.
0: I think I think it's gonna be one of those shows that was a lot funnier. Will be a lot funnier. Like like um Malcolm in the Middle.
2: Yeah, I rewatched that one about five years ago. It was really the good. Is,
0: Malcolm in the Middle is still funny, but it's funny for completely different reasons than what I laughed at it before. Which that's a sign of a good show, yeah.
2: And and uh, Reese, the middle brother, is much funnier, you know, on the second watch.
0: Yeah, he is. All right, so this, as we're trying to not talk about it, uh, Eugenio Derbez <laughs> as Leonardo Montenegro. Did I say his name right? The first one.
3: Yeah, right. I think so.
0: Uh, from Eugene. How to Be a Latin Lover, where he plays Maximo. Uh, instructions not included. Where he plays Valentine. And, strangely enough, coming up, he's in a announced voice of Speedy Gonzalez. Ah, nice Speedy tie-in. Gonzalez movie. He I'm was in a, if it had already
2: been announced when when this movie was made.
3: He was in uh, Sandy Wexler that I watched
0: that. Oh, and he also plays. No, he is also in Dora in the Lost City of Gold, which is out right now, where he plays Alejandro. And I find it amazing that that movie looks so much like the funny or die mock version of it. Have you, have I think you it looks it? like Laura Croft for kids. It does. But I mean, have you seen the funnier or die trailer? Yeah, I have. And you're right. It's it's like you could easily use the funnier die trailer and go see that movie. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, they just left out a couple scenes. But uh, also starring the aforementioned Anna Ferris as Kate Sullivan. Anna Ferris, known for The House Bunny, Scary Movie 4, and Brokeback Mountain.
3: She was in all the scary movies.
0: Yeah. So, Also something called Gay of Thrones. Interesting. Don't know about that. Uh, Eva Lundoria, as Teresa. Josh Hanna as Colin. John Hanna. John Hanna. Sorry about that. Love John Hanna. He again. He's another one of those character actors that's perfect in everything he does. My jo, Joel, what's your favorite role he's ever been in?
3: Well, of course, the mummy is the first thing. Mm-hmm. But he was awesome in uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral.
0: Uh, he's also amazing in the um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, the TV show.
3: I really like John Hanna. I did not know he was he was underutilized, but I, I'm a I'm a John Hanna fan.
0: Yeah, this is this is good stuff. So, uh, and Swoozy Kurtz. They're called, Han-
2: they're called Hannah Fanis. Hannah Fannis? Yeah, John Hanna Fan. Hannah Fan. Hannah
0: Montana Not to be confused. Not not to be confused with Anna Faris Fanis. Was that joke somehow about the roots?
1: <laughs> uh, so,
0: <laughs> Swoozy Kurtz. Uh as is known for such things as Liar Liar, Cruel Intentions, Reality Bites. Pushing daisies. And pushing daisies, yep. And Bubble Boy. Um the dangerous book for boys, which is interesting. And the T V series Lethal Weapon.
3: Oh, we did a show
0: on that. Yeah. Reality Bites, Joel. Remember that was the album that we walked to Target for and almost wound up stranded. Do you remember that? No. We did that. You and I. Yeah, we walked like three miles to target from college, bought reality bites and then realized that we had no way to get back. And it was the store was closing. So we remember we went to my voicemail on a payphone with the last bit of change that we had and called out a help to all of my my voicemail uh, distribution lists. I was like, help, it's thunderstorming. We walked to target for some godforsaken reason. Can somebody come please pick us up? Where was
3: there a target by?
0: There wasn't. That was It was on North Avenue.
3: I oh. remember none of this because I owned a car. Why would we walk?
0: I don't know. It was you, me, and uh, a girl. <laughs> I, I can see her face.
3: The only time I remember going to a record shop with a girl was Sarah. Um, Franks and I went to get. Vitalogy when it
0: came out. No, this wasn't a. I no, I don't remember that well. Anyway, I don't remember that. So Mel Rodriguez is Bobby. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is riveting.
0: Yeah, this is great <laughs> stuff right here. This is what they, they log on for. All right, so uh, Mel Rodriguez in the Watch, Three Burials, Panic Room, and Little Miss Sunshine. The Watch was entertaining. it was Little Miss Sunshine was good too. Yeah, I I love that movie. Fucking chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So also Josh Seguera is Jason. Hannah Nordberg is Emily Sullivan. Uh, She was actually really good. The oldest daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. She She is actually
2: sullen. She played uh, sullen very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, she played um, I think the difference between the kids in this one and the kids in in the previous one is the kids in this one were actually believable. And they were
3: good kids. They were,
0: they were uh, also uh, Olivia Ann Lind as Olivia. Oh, wow. I Olivia not up- as Olivia. Now it's Olivia, A-L-Y-V-I-A. Olivia Allen uh, Lind. Lind, right? Huh. Peyton Lipinski as Molly Sullivan. Fernando Luan as Poppy. Hi, now,
3: Poppy. <coughs>
0: that, he, I, I honestly liked... The dad in this one, I thought he was really funny. Uh, Cecilia Suarez is Magdalenia, and my why, Maria...
2: why does my son smell like meat?
0: <laughs> Aren't we all just meat? Um. So apparently, the dad, Papi Fernando Lohan. Hi,
3: Papi's.
0: <laughs> <he>,
3: oh.
0: <laughs> 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 He's got 121 credits to his name in acting uh that go all the way back to scrolling 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 At 19- first I thought it
2: was Hector Elizondo.
0: Keep scrolling scrolling scrolling, scrolling. Uh, First one first ever uh ep- as an actor 1953. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. He's
2: probably going to make the tweet soon.
0: Yeah. Oh why you got to be that way? Yikes. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> That's just wrong. Save that over. for the death pool. Don't just throw those out there randomly. <laughs> yeah. Giving too many of my secrets away. Yeah. You, you don't want to tip off the listeners. All right. So um, Cecilia Suarez and Marina Trevino, Uh both of them are in this movie and a bunch of other movies that are all titled in Spanish. So. There was um, a lot
2: more Spanish in this movie than I was expecting. I
0: read a lot in this movie, and I was not expecting to.
2: Yeah, because I was trying to do like three things at once, and they kept cutting the subtitles. I was like, oh, damn it.
0: Learn hmm. Spanish. Right? I, I'm trying. I can't keep turning around. I got to make dinner. <laughs> All right. So, trivia. During the hospital scene. Ta-da. Uh, the Doctor makes a remark about only one other case of amnesia being a woman in the 80s. They are talking about the original Overboard. Yes, this was a sequel, folks. Bum, bum, not bum. Uh, Two of the characters in the Mexican soap opera are Catalina and Arturo, the same names that, of the story told in the first Overboard.
3: Oh. I, didn't... I did not catch that. Me Man. either.
0: Uh, huh. Anna Ferris grew up outside Seattle and is a... Seattle Seahawks fan.
3: What what does that have to do with this film? Oh, because the, of the
0: Seahawks. The okay. trivia is not going to get much better past this. Ready for this? This is this is the last of the trivia for this movie. Hold on, hold on. Let me get ready. Get ready. All right, go. Got it. The lead male character is called Leonardo, and the lead female character is called Kate, which are the same names as the main actor Leonardo DiCaprio and the main actress Kate Winslet of Titanic. Also a movie that had boats in it. Please let me go, Jack. (laughs) Please (laughs) let me go. That's and there's the trivia. Hey. Wow. Boats. And hose. (laughs) Gotta have
2: me my boats and hose.
0: Nice. Honestly. I like this one a little bit better. I'm not gonna tip the hat too soon, but Leonardo, I think, was much more dislikable in this.
2: And he was much funnier.
0: He, he really was. I I I think and, and what I like about it is that they had a lot more of those moments where he was like, wait a second, I don't belong here, and he was remembering things. Um they had that cool the thing where Oh, I know it's my husband. He has a Speedy Gonzalez tattoo on his ass, which I'm thinking he really does because why would they put him as Speedy Gonzalez?
3: Although they really overly explained it. It, it kind of went back to that thing that you guys bring up a lot about how modern movies tend to do too much exposition rather than just letting the audience figure things out. And that moment to me was an example of that. But
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I don't disagree with you. No.
0: I think the thing that got me on this one is that in the first one, it was Kurt Russell's character who said, oh, I'm going to do this. In this one, it was like the whole friggin' town united against this guy. Like, like the doctors, again, he's got a tattoo on his ass, must be your husband. They actually did throw in the falsification of documents, which I thought was a nice little addition. A pretty funny scene, too. But I I like the fact that they worked to make Leonardo more cocky, arrogant, and dislikable in this one.
3: Although there was a lot more slapstick. And I don't know whether that was his shtick back, you know, because you look at his credits, like the first half are all Spanish TV shows and movies. So I don't know if that's his deal, but there was a lot more slapstick. I don't know. In this one, Like Pratt
0: Falls and I like. thought the slapstick worked like, like with him putting the- wheelbarrow up the up the ramp and falling into the bin
2: yeah that was actually pretty funny i laughed at that
0: yeah and and the guy's calling him lady hands for the whole time
2: the, the scene when when he comes up and he's telling him about how don Corleone would slap him and then he slapped him i laughed at that one too
0: that was
3: well,
2: funny.
3: and the, the old mexican guy with the hat the kind of like that's the, the guy
2: i'm talking about yeah. yeah yeah
3: he he was a nice addition to the the story i like that character a lot yeah he was funny But, you know, kind of where you you were going, Mike. I I initially, when this first started, like, Laura and I were watching it in, like, the first 20 minutes or so. I was picking it apart pretty hard. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, I really like that. It won me over.
2: I'm going to kind of agree with you. I mean, this movie had a lot more laugh out loud moments than the first one did. They covered a lot of bases as far as, like, the, you know the creepy bad vibes, this and that, and the other. Um, I mean, like a lot of remakes do, they just, they just touched, you know, they they fixed a lot of the problems that the first one had instead of just doing it, cut, you know, scene for scene. Mm.
1: And I think you guys touched on one of the key things that makes me dislike the original so much and makes this one so much different is that in the original, all of the characters are fundamentally unlikable people and uh, g- while this is su- subject of debate, they become likable people and that transition isn't earned. In this, you don't have to do the transition because they're not pieces of shit to begin with.
2: And really one of the, one of the things I think that worked most for this remake, switching the genders was perfect. That was, I mean, I, I think that that was one of the keys to making it less creepy.
3: Well, and I think that's part of the reason why they may have opted
0: to do that is... It's a bit more acceptable, but yeah, in a weird yeah. way, it's a bit more acceptable to kidnap a guy.
3: Well, you know, it's it's like the same thing where a, a male teacher molests a female student and they're like, throw him in jail. And a female teacher does it to a male student. They're like, Ooh, nice. you know, that whole self.
2: It's all about the implication,
0: Mike. I mean, but is, they're not in danger, are they?
2: There's no danger. I don't know what you're not getting about this.
0: Why are they on the boat to begin with? <laughs> it's not about the boat. Well, well wait,
2: clear, Clearly you're not in danger. Oh, so they are in danger.
3: <laughs> oh, speaking of the boat, that was a nice. I also like the uh, post credit
0: sequence. That yes. was actually really good was a nice touch and and quite funny actually.
2: Oh I'm I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I missed oh, it. Oh,
0: oh yeah, there was and there was a believe it or not there was actually character development in the the post credits because wow. you know how the father Poppy was like you're disowned, well you're, you'll never have a penny again. And during the wedding, he the father comes up and he's like you're still disowned, but my granddaughters need to be taken care of. You know, so he's like totally in on the grandkids. Though I will say the The littlest girl looked just like my niece. Oh,
2: she kind of did. I didn't catch that until you pointed that
0: out. Yeah, yeah. When I I was wondering why
2: I thought she was so like, like I was like, this this girl is like really adorable. I was like, why is she like striking such a chord with me? That's probably why she reminded me of. That's funny.
0: She looks just like my niece, and her chasing after him on the little bike was heartbreaking.
3: That was one of the the nicest updated touches of this. Was it gave that moment. A lot more depth. It, it it made more sense because here's something he taught her that now she's using to try and catch they, him. Oh,
2: oh, they did have a moment like that in the first one when uh she was going away in the limo and they and Joe, the youngest kid, was like you said moms never leave.
1: It so, it didn't
3: have the same impact
2: though. No, it definitely didn't have the no. same punch for sure.
1: And then later, the three kids are kind of scruffy, sitting in a circle and making sort of hooliganistic plans to get her back. Like, not, not quite as cute.
3: Well, they're the ghoulish, the the gruesome ghouls. Yeah, that was it. Well, the other
2: yeah. thing that made that kind of creepy, I meant to say this in the first half, was the fact that at that point, they didn't know that she wanted to come back yet.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, it was, it was almost like it- a, kidnapping plot by yeah. a bunch of kids when,
2: when they made well when 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 um, Kurt Russell's character made the decision to go with him they still didn't know that she wanted to come back they're just like yeah let's go get her again and I was like you don't know that's what she wants yet
3: <laughs> well yeah. they just didn't want to lose their their new mommy but um what, what did you guys oh. think about
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the decision in this where the
2: new mommy meme Hi, <laughs>
3: Poppy offers him all the money oh, and everything there's another and- one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the moment where he's in the water and and there he's bargaining with his his dad and he's still not sh- it seems like he's still not sure if he's going to go back with
0: that was pretty funny. Anna Faris
2: I mean and that then, guy had, that guy has real comedic chops he does I never heard of him before but I, I liked his performance
0: yeah, he's he's funny and he's got that almost that John Ritter funny and slapstick to it also. I'm not saying he's as good as John Ooh, Ritter. Uh,
2: yeah, but he's like a like a yeah like a Latino John John, John Ritter. Ritter.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and I I haven't seen anything with Anna Ferris that I've liked in long time. I I really liked her a lot when I first saw the original scary movie, and I became a fan for a brief bit. But then I just was like, okay, yeah, I'm over this now. And this kind of turned me back around. I I found it a bit charming and
0: and. Uh, <laughs> Anna Harris looks like she's always been surprised by something. You know, she's always got that kind of like, oh, man, I didn't expect to see you standing around that corner. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because her first movie
2: was scary movie. She's just, uh, yeah, she's ready.
0: It's like that worked for the first one. After scary movie, she's been, you
1: know, yeah.
2: Oh, I hope that was funny, but I missed it because you cut out.
3: I know. Everything just went silent. I'm like, did my
2: internet cut? I can't, I can't wait to hear that when I listen to the
3: show. In <laughs> the playback. We'll laugh at that point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Josh. <laughs> Note to self. Insert <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, ho,
2: ho, Josh.
0: <laughs> you card. You jester. <laughs> Josh probably said,
3: hi, Poppy.
2: <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that. <laughs>
0: I can only fetish it too much.
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe, I don't know.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I,
3: I found this to be, I literally, when I heard they were had redone it or there was a new one, um, I was like, you know, with this show, I've, I don't have any problems with the remakes or redos or sequels or anything like that. But I was like, okay, they did a gender swap. I don't know what to make of this. It, it just kind of came and went without any sort of real fanfare. And I was like, okay, I have no high hopes for this at all. And, and maybe because I went in it with such low ex- expectations, that's why I turned or, turned around and ended up really enjoying it. But I think it's more than that. I think it just was a, a pretty well done little romantic comedy.
2: I, I find it difficult to disagree with anything you just said. I, I agree with almost all that. I, 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 I would, yeah, that. I was, I mean, i I'm not gonna watch it again, but I'm not unhappy. I watched it. It was. It had some funny moments.
3: And you I'm agreed with me, and... so I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck?
2: Well, well, that's what happens when you're not wrong, Joel.
3: <laughs> I gotta stop being wrong so
2: much. <laughs> you can get that feeling again, Joel, if you just stop being wrong.
3: <laughs> uh, fuck you.
2: <laughs> uh. And it did take me way too long to to finally look up the fact. Was, as as I'm watching it, I kept going, "Is that Eva Longoria?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. It took. I mean, I was like, "This woman looks so much like Eva Longoria. It's creepy." And then finally, I was like, "I think that is her." <laughs> and like halfway through the movie, I finally looked it up I was like, "Okay, yeah, it is her. All right." <laughs> I just thought it was like some some like you know woman that looked like a combination of Eva Longoria and Mila Kunis. <laughs>
3: Because La, even Laura does La, La, not La, La, look the same as she,
2: she looks different than she did in uh Desperate Housewives. I don't know what it is. I guess just wow. age.
3: Pat just admitted to something. Are we just going to let that sit there?
2: Oh well, no, I okay. <laughs> 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 truth truth of that is my father watched that show. Uh-huh.
0: Um you know, you do I
2: have that definitely caught I've so, de- He
0: def- does. You do that? Oh yeah, I totally don't watch it. My dad, he completely watched it. I just happened to be in the same room with him. NCIS. I did. I I did. I watched I watched it. It. My dad watched it.
2: I was roommates with my father for almost five years. Gentlemen,
0: Guiding Light.
3: I do not like it, but my dad liked it. <laughs> so you know,
2: my dad, my dad used to joke that he, he watched that show under doctor's orders because he was at the GP one day, and then the doctor was just like, hey, do you watch that show, Desperate Housewives?" My dad was like, "No." And oh, you should. It's funny. So th- he watched an episode and liked it and decided that it was doctor's orders that he had to watch it.
3: sex in the city, you know I didn't like i did not watch oh, <laughs> angela
0: man. watched that one that's uh, how, I, I know, really, that's uh, how I... oh angela now okay <laughs> oh okay love american style Jeez. i mean
2: i'll wa- I'll watch anything I don't care I mean whether I like it or hate it doesn't matter. I'll still watch it.
0: I'll, I'll take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we have gone completely <laughs> off track on this one, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't
2: really have a whole lot more to say about it. It was a, it was a, like Joel said, it was an entertaining little rom-com, but I'm probably never going to watch it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much in the same boat as you guys. And that's uh, when
2: we always have the boat, least to say too. about things is when we're like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was entertaining. All right. It
0: was entertaining. Never going to see it. Yeah, well. Yeah.
2: But I mean, it was definitely serviceable.
3: So, thumbs up, thumbs down, or is that necessary?
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I we think do it just... even when it's obvious, so we may as well.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, you start, Josh. It's the
3: original.
1: Uh, big thumbs down on the original, for sure. And uh, th- I guess uh, not very enthusiastic thumbs up for the remake.
0: Joel? Thumbs up all around. Huzzah! So don't get amnesia around Joel. <laughs> I will kidnap you. Yes. You've always been a kid. <coughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Pat?
2: No, you go first.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to say, I want to say thumbs down for the original, but I'm going to go thumb sideways because Kurt Russell it's not my favorite Kurt Russell movie by far, but thumb sideways, and I'll say thumbs up, but probably won't actively seek it out.
2: Ever. You know what? You you changed my vote, so I'm glad you went first because I did completely forget about the sideways thumb. I was gonna <laughs> give I was gonna give the original the thumbs up just because you know many different reasons, despite about a lot of stuff. But I'm gonna give it the sideways thumb. I'm gonna cheat and just side copy. thumb. Yeah. Sideways thumb for the original and a thumbs up for the remake. I mean, it's not like a crazy enthusiastic thumbs up, but it is a thumbs up. I mean, it's not it's it's not a flaccid thumb by any means. Flaccid yeah, thumb. Yeah, I've
3: never known you to have a flaccid thumb.
1: That's what the ladies All said. the years we've been together, yeah. Never never. Kind of looks like a flaccid thumb.
0: Oh! <laughs> 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 Uh, Uh, The fetish angel
2: has joined us.
0: Yes, we have a new character fetish angel. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) All right. So Joel, I'm serious about this. What are we doing next week?
3: Next week, you blew
0: it up. You
3: blew it all to hell. We're doing a Planet of the Apes 1968 and the 2011 reboot.
2: Nice. Uh, make it clear which reboot we're doing.
3: Rise of the Planet of the Apes, not the Tim Burton film.
1: And if uh, you want to share your thoughts with us about Overboard or Planets of Apes, anything really, give us a call. 708 Now Wrap. That's 708 669 9727.
2: Hey, uh, <laughs> not to interrupt you or anything, but do we want to advertise since we're so close? Do we want to advertise the, the next three shows? Yeah. We're, almo- we're almost as <laughs> as
0: I think I think okay. At at very least, we have to tell them okay. Episode three hundred is coming up quick for and sure. We have decided that with episode three hundred, we are going. We're rolling it back, and we're going to revisit our first show and go back and watch uh, Conan the Barbarian again. We are out of ideas, folks. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> not even close. Or not. We just want to see if everything we, you know, we're going to re-listen to the the old old show, watch the movies again, the old one and the remake, and we'll see. You know, what the heck? Do we still? I mean, because that was saying this out loud five and a half years ago.
3: Well, and thinking about how we do things now, and how we film, and how we talk about it, and Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to kind of come back to it and see if anything is softened, or we've gotten more bristle, or whether. You know, it's the exact I, same show again.
2: I think we should all watch the, or, or listen to the original episode.
0: Yeah. We did. Oh, yes. good it's, yeah. On, okay. it's on, it's on, it's uh, on, on the, on the feed. So, so and the, if
1: it's not interesting, we probably won't try again for another 200 episodes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of win-win
3: <laughs> just wait till 600 when we do it again. Conan revisited, revisited.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're looking back at the Conan revisited show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, it's so yeah.
2: meta. It's so meta. Every three hundred shows, they do Conan the Barbarian again.
0: <laughs> Is that our thing? I don't know if that's our thing. Well, until they well, remake the, it again,
2: that's the uh-huh. long con. Yeah, the long until con. they finally remake it.
0: So, uh, if you're looking for more of this, we'd like to find the Conan the Barbarian show. Head over to iTunes, Blueberry Stitcher, Talkshow, Podverse, FM, Nuna FM, and all those places, and uh, just search for Conan. Um, yeah, check us out.
2: Check me out.
0: And if you're looking for our... Uh, give us a call. Give us an idea. Because we're obviously running out of ideas. No, we're not. 708 now wrapped. That's seven. Which I've
1: totally already said. How
0: do you keep doing uh, this? Did you do that?
2: <laughs> Every,
0: show. Really? You yes, really. Every show. Really? Yes. A long time ago. Every show. I blanked out, man.
2: I actually, for a second there, I was like, did he just somehow loop the, se- <laughs> the-, <laughs> the-, the recording back around? Did I?
0: No. I'm getting concerned am i am I like having a stroke or something? What's do going you smell on toast Would you like to smell toast i i, I, I could eat <laughs> mm. all right, anyway, do what Josh says. come back, listen to our stuff, leave us some messages, and uh yeah, thanks. you yeah,
2: because we're, we're running out of topics.
0: <laughs> we're not though <laughs> yeah. Because they they' totally stopped remaking things. They're all all original original stuff nowadays.
2: Hollywood's done remaking things.
0: That's the joke. yes, All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back.
3: Would
0: you like some gummy bears? They've been in my pocket all day. They're nice and soft. And at that moment, a fetish was born. That's the sound of a fetish being born.
2: (laughs)
1: Is it now?
0: It is. You're like, oh no, I spilled my coconut greek yogurt in my lap
1: (laughs)
3: oh
1: that was oddly specific